0: It's okay. No, so we'll start that whole thing over yeah, again. It's my fault. No, it's my fault. It's my fault. It's always my fault. It's okay. never your fault. Okay. So it's a rye malt. So it is there's this, no rye. It's a so rye I'm malt. So I'm going back like 20 minutes. Um okay. <laughs> Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards and I am San Zeke Baker and I am here at the Little Arrow Resort in Townsend, Tennessee, and you are listening to Dad Drinking Bourbon. With me is Billy Kaufman and you are from
1: Short Mountain Distillery in Cannon County.
0: So this is a cool thing. What we're doing here at Little Arrow Resort is we are actually spending the whole day with about four different Tennessee distilleries. This is a series that's going to come out. I'm going to try and do one a week for the next four or five weeks, putting out podcasts that we are doing here at Little Arrow Resort for Father's Day weekend. So, Billy, thank you very much for joining us on Dad Shrinking Bourbon. It's great to have you.
1: It's great to be here. This is a beautiful place, and it's a beautiful day.
0: We actually have a live audience. That doesn't happen very often. (laughs) Say hi, everyone. My God. They're real. (laughs) They are real. (laughs) And Billy, this is not your your forte. This is not in your wheelhouse. No. You're a little bit worried about actually being up.
1: Being an idiot on... the podcast. I guess it's not radio, is it? It's It's not radio. Yeah, so no one's gonna hear it.
0: And Zeke and I are idiots all the time. No, nobody's gonna hear it. I feel better. You're doing this for like two people that are listening in their mom's basement.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Go get a sandwich now because this is gonna be a bad interview.
0: I'm telling you all the people here, this is a bigger audience than we
1: have. Okay, well, that, I mean, they're still here, so I could still embarrass myself in front of all these people.
0: No, I mean, there's thousands of people that will listen to this, but it's not, it's not like, it's not that big of a deal. No. We're just hanging out and we're talking whiskey. Have a drink.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to pretend I'm in your mom's basement. That's fine.
0: I don't think my mom has a basement, but she used to. Mm Mm-hmm. I used to live there. When I was in high school, I I slept in the basement every night. I had a bedroom upstairs, but there was a couch and a TV in the basement. So I ended up eventually after doing that for like two years, my parents were like, do you just want to move your bed to the basement? Yeah. And I was like, yes, I really would like to.
1: See, I'm at the age now I'm thinking about moving my mom to my basement. Yeah. So that's sort of where I am. I, I, uh,
0: (laughs) one day, there's not a lot of basements in middle Tennessee though. That's the, the other thing. So if my parents move in ever, I'm going to have to give up a bedroom. Like I can't put them, it's either that or I got to build a shed in the the backyard. That's an in-law suite.
1: Yeah. Well, Hopefully you know it won't happen soon, so yeah, it's Father's Day. Let's just celebrate all things masculine,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so tell everyone what you actually have at your distillery. I know you have some bourbon here for us, and you yeah, I brought some moonshine
1: yeah I brought um I brought some bourbon that is um actually fort over four years old uh up until then, we've been uh aging in like fifteen gallon barrels, which is which is cool, but um, the flavor of a 50-gallon barrel is so much better than a small barrel to me. So I brought uh, wh- what I considered the good stuff and what, what we're trying to evolve into. So um, I also brought um, an homage to our history, especially during Prohibition. So I brought some real Cannon County moonshine, and I call it real moonshine, for many reasons but this is a 70% cane sugar 30% corn sour mash moonshine and I brought pot still variety and a uh, Kentucky column still variety so you can taste the difference and right here I've got our uh, this one's about five and a half years old it's a four malted bourbon and uh, it's excellent, so I'm really so. What's proud the of Nashville? Oh, oh, okay. Seventy uh, percent corn. Um, it's ten percent barley malt, ten percent victory malt, and then it's got five uh, percent rye and then five percent oat malt. And of all those malts, I think the oat is the most unusual, and that's the one you'll taste. I think <laughs> so. Uh, that's yeah. the one that pops out, and it's got a, like a nice little nuttiness. On the finish?
0: You can get the, the malt on the nose. So are, are all okay. you drinking this bourbon right now? Did everybody have it? I mean, we're talking about it. You might as well start sipping on it with yeah. us. If you notice when you start nosing this, you can actually get a lot of that malt on the nose. I, I can I can tell it's a higher malt. I mean, 25% malt at the end of the day is going to be higher than the typical bourbon. Oh, is it 30? So yeah. I, I can't do math. Yeah, no, it's okay. I also needed to be writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Normally, I am doing the podcast. I'm sitting there. I'm writing notes down. Yeah, it's as high. I go, but
1: when when we went into this, I was like, "Oh, this is a very traditional bourbon we're making here," and uh, later on, someone told me, "You know, this is not a classic bourbon," <laughs> and I was like, "It's not," and they're like, "No, it's unusual," and I was like. Uh, is that bad? You know, like and they were like, No, it's it's good, it's just unusual. So I guess it's unusual, but I didn't know it until someone told me.
0: I actually old elk is another uh bourbon that, that is out there that is high malt and they do thirty percent malt mm-hmm. and, and theirs as well. It's very I know people hate the term smooth. When it comes to tasting notes, mm-hmm. but I feel like a high malted whiskey actually does provide a lot of smooth notes. It, it makes it a little easier to go down. I can smell as I'm nosing this whiskey, I can tell that it's very high malt. But then when you taste it, it almost has a little bit of like oatmeal stout flavor. Mm-hmm. On, on the taste because of that high malt. You're you're always gonna get certain things when you're tasting whiskey. There's always gonna be some element of vanilla, caramel, all it, it from almost from the barrel. Yeah, from the barrel. But this is interesting and unique because of that oat malt that,
1: that's on there. So if you look really closely to my packaging on the cork it says bottled in bond and that used to have a lot of meaning in in this country i think that was something they invented in the 1800s to uh guarantee quality but these days bottled and bond pretty much means that it's a hundred proof and that a single distiller produced it within a single season and uh am am i forgetting anything else and and uh and that's pretty much it but it's uh it's a, if that didn't tell you anything, it's 100 proof. So it's, it's a little higher than a lot of bourbons, too. But there's it's a less whole than bunch of things barrel.
0: where it can't go into the barrel over 125 proof. Oh, there it you go. It can't come out yeah. of the barrel at uh, over 160 proof, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yes, you're, you got the general gist. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So this is bottled and bond, though. But I, I still think that bottled and bond, honestly, is one of those things that you know it's a stamp of quality. It is where it is like, I hate to say nowadays meeting the minimum requirements, because for all of you that don't know, the only minimum requirement to call something bourbon is it can't go in the still over 125 proof, can't come out of the barrel over 160, it needs to be aged in a new charred white oak American barrel. So what Billy could tell you here is essentially he could put a charred white oak american barrel at the end of his still and it could just pass through that little teeny tiny barrel if you really wanted to be technical he could be putting it right into the bottle and he could have it pass through this charred white oak american barrel and as long as it was new it's technically bourbon. If you wanted to do that, but that's, that's
1: yeah, yeah. No, we threw that we threw that batch out. That didn't, <laughs> didn't taste <good. laughs> it. Didn't taste good. But um, you know, I, I don't want to get into this too much. Maybe we can talk this talk about this in the round table. But we actually made this product. So this is something that we fermented and distilled five and a half years ago. Everything from our distillery that we put into a bottle is made at our distillery we don't source any liquor we don't buy totes of an unaged spirit and flavor it and we don't source barrels and blend them and put them into bottles and call them our product i am a poor man because of that (laughs) so uh i uh I'm probably one of the poorest of the distillers in Tennessee, but uh, I stand by that business practice and I'm proud to say that, you know, that that's what we've been doing since uh, we started like eight and a half years ago or whatever, or eight know, years ago.
0: You know what I like to tell people like you though? It's, it's okay because you know how everybody is trying to make sure that they are liquid financially?
1: You truly are liquid. Oh yeah, yeah, liquid and wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're liquid and wood, and we're mm-hmm. not talking
0: about liquid like having money in the bank.
1: He is. Yeah. His
0: his money is truly in liquid.
1: Yeah. And it's sitting and my there fam- aging. and my brother's money because, <laughs> I we're a family business. I started uh, this distillery with two of my brothers, and uh, I do uh, the lion's share of the work, and then they uh, make money and give it to me. <laughs> that,
0: well that is almost like zeke and i with this podcast except i do the lion's share of the work and zeke just sits there and drinks and gives me no money
1: right so well, it, it's, that's kind, okay.
0: it, it's kind it's hey. kind of similar but those are the other two names then on this bottle. Yeah, on that the are,
1: back of the bottle is my signature it says william kaufman which nobody calls me Ben Kaufman, David Kaufman, there's a little kosher symbol where, where uh, we make our products kosher and, uh, and our website. And then something that I wrote a long time ago, I can't even remember, uh, just about how great we are, something about that.
0: So before, I, I know there's something you want to get to, but logistically, it, it seems like a good time to talk about it. So eight years ago, you started the distillery.
1: I th- around that, yeah.
0: What made you guys decide to start a distillery?
1: Okay. Well, I moved to Tennessee like 18 years ago. I'm from California. Don't throw any vegetables at me. And um they and, would have to be
0: organic vegan yeah, vegetables.
1: Just organic fresh vegetables. Um and uh, I wanted to have a farm. It was always sort of a lifelong dream of mine. So, uh Tennessee was a great place, you know, for that for me and uh, I started a CSA, that's a community-supported agriculture program where you're basically just growing stuff and selling it from the farm. And there was just a lot of things missing. I sort of felt like we needed like a draw for the area and a value-added product. And then the laws changed in Tennessee. They opened up the floodgates for distilleries. And I actually had a referendum in my county to turn it from a dry county to a county that would allow the manufacturer spirits. I was just going through the motions, not really thinking anything would happen. And the law changed. People voted for it. Like, you know, the churches were against me, but people still voted for it. You know, some of the churches were, depending on which church. And um, it was just like this crazy time where I was just doing the next thing before me. And next thing I knew... It was time to start a distillery and everyone was so excited about it we just you know just did it i don't know if that was the smartest thing i've ever done in my <laughs> life but uh uh this guy mike williams who he uh he started a uh, Co- collier mckeel which is a distillery that no longer exists but he's uh he has a saying about distilleries if you want to make a small fortune in the distilling business, you start with a large fortune, and then you invest it in the distilling <laughs> business. And uh, it's really a labor of love. Uh, it's kind of like buying a boat, right? I, I can't afford a boat anymore. <laughs> so uh, we bought a large farm. We have like the almost 400-acre farm. It's beautiful. We have cattle on it. And uh, we, uh, we ended up building a restaurant there. So we have a little restaurant. We serve the meat from the cattle operation the cattle eat the mash from the distillery so it's all mash fed beef and it's uh, the circle of life it's the circle of life i'm the lion yeah you know, and you have at the top i'm a leo so every
0: time a uh, every time a, a barrel is is made do you guys like put it on a forklift like at the lion king and yeah like, and we, we hold everybody... it
1: above and everyone ooze and ahs, and then we put it in the tobacco barn for 4 years and cry as we go broke <laughs> waiting for it to mature. <laughs> but uh yeah, it it's been a roller coaster. Um there's just a, a lot of things going on on a farm all the time besides a uh, distillery, so it's uh it's always something. One of my brothers uh started growing hemp this year. So uh so we're growing hemp too. So it really looks like a shady operation, but it is legal. What so we're making to- moonshine and growing hemp, but <laughs> who so knew?
0: <laughs> Are there special th- and n- now you're going to get me sidetracked, but yeah, what do you have to do legally to be able
1: to grow hemp? Do you just you need a license? Yeah, it's re- it's it's less regulated than ha- having a DSP, which is a distillery, a distilled spirits plant, but. Um, it's similar in, in many ways.
0: Is it easier because you have the DSP, so you can go to them mm. and they say, "Well, you know, you already make some booze, so you might as well
1: make some weed too." I don't think so. I think <laughs> Tennessee <laughs> Tennessee gave out uh, or sold thousands, I think, of uh, hemp licenses this year. I don't think they were too discriminating about who got them,
0: which is crazy because <laughs> if
1: you think about. <laughs> Some it is of the crazy. Way, I mean... Ga- have you seen the plants? No. They look just like weed. Really? Exactly. Like You can't tell. They smell like weed, too. Um. It's very strange. <laughs> it's weird. But there is...
0: Tennessee doesn't even have, like, legal gaming. So, for me, they graduated from Kentucky when I want to go bet the Kentucky Derby. I yeah. have to drive 45 minutes up the road right. to Kentucky Downs from Nashville. Right. But... You know, y'all can grow hemp and have a distillery in the same right. place.
1: Right. Right, and it's a uh, it's
0: a weird state, y'all.
1: Right. It's not that we don't grow hemp on the distillery property. We grow hemp on the farm, and the distillery and the hemp are on the farm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was just being don't, funny. If you're listening to and you're the TTB, you know that we are following your rules.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> is it? Is it kind of like, because you know, um, what is the thing that the farmers do where they have like the grids and they plant one thing in one one spot one time and then they move it so they rotational? Ha- yeah. Yeah. So, like, you have the corn right. in, in one spot. So, it might be right. corn one year and then right. hemp the next year and then right. it moves over in the grid. I mean, everything, and, and this is, I'm not joking at all saying this. This is something where it might actually be beneficial for the farm to have different things going around, right? Before
1: Prohibition, there were so many distilleries in this country, so many stills, that it they were part of the agricultural framework of our country. And all farms in our country were technically organic farms. And distilleries allowed that to happen because any surplus from the farm or or rot. So if you had rotting fruit or rot, grain that was going to rot, you could turn that into alcohol. And then the byproduct would be fed to animals and then the animals would make manure. So all these small operations with small distilleries were all organic and they uh, there were so many more distilleries than there are today. Even my tiny remote county had 18 legal stills before prohibition
0: well and a lot of these places you know could just be a family still right not like they're making a whole bunch of stuff but it was that
1: was legal and that was taxed and uh when prohibition came uh it just wiped it all out we went to chemicals and we got one or two distilleries in tennessee for a long time so what do
0: you guys see right now you have the moonshine you have the bourbon
1: i am doing all bourbon. All bourbon. Like m- moonshine, I don't know, you know, these guys will probably I, I I don't know what's going on in the tourist areas or whatever. I don't know. But uh well, they put out that flavored I'm not t- commenting on anything that my colleagues are doing here. <laughs> but um but uh <laughs> we'll we'll get to them. I am uh, just yeah, waiting we'll to, get to, to them. talk to them. But uh I I when I started moonshine was kind of an exciting thing. Uh and i was putting out these heritage moonshines and i had a real moonshiners working at the distillery making the same exact thing that you know a couple months earlier they were making illegally and uh but the so many i don't know what they are but so many different moonshines flooding the market um and they're being of questionable origin and quality the the it just became too difficult for us to sell Moonshine. And uh, so we still make it for our distillery, but I don't push Moonshine anymore. Bourbon, whiskey, rye whiskey, these are things, I'm making a Tennessee whiskey, an organic Tennessee whiskey. These are things that uh, are protected by codified law through the TTB. And those have like quality behind them. Moonshine, you can put anything you want in a bottle and call it moonshine. As it's long even as worse. It's
0: not taxed.
1: Moonshine just means illegally made spirit. Yeah. But moonshine to the federal government is just a fanciful word that means nothing.
0: Oh yeah. I mean this is legal moonshine.
1: That it's is le- marga- that is what that is, is a bottle of uh, spirit that is the exact same recipe and method made as an illegal product made in our region. Called moonshine. At our distillery, we have two rooms. We have our main distilling room where we have the more modern equipment. We got a still from Vendom and yada yada yada. And uh, then we have another room called the Shiner Shack, and the equipment is almost exactly the same as illegal moonshiners use, except oh, that it's great. a little easier since we use pumps, you know. But the open flame uh, pot still, and we put it together with wheat paste. And the difference in the equipment affects the flavor as much as the ingredients. You think so? I know so. It's right, I prove it's right here. Taste the difference.
0: Now, before we go into this moonshine.
1: <laughs> yeah, drink a lot of that. Well, <laughs> before we go into the moonshine, I
0: do want to say that that bourbon is really, really good. It's five years. How much does that actually go for?
1: I've seen it in stores uh, for sale for 80 and we recommend... Seventy-five. I do a, a really beautiful. This is a red Tennessee cedar box that we sell at the distillery. Sometimes people come in and we we have them privately engraved. We have an engraving machine, so uh, I have put uh, actually your logo on this one. So this I is I appreciate a, that. A that Dad's is awesome. drinking bourbon, red Tennessee cedar box, and inside this box is one of the last original. Tennessee Distillers Guild patches. There's still a couple left, so don't worry, guys. I was the first president of the guild, and I, I had a bunch of those made to pay for our soft drinks. So, uh, you know, it's just, you well, know, so I didn't have to be out of pocket. But uh, there's some of those left, and you can put that on your t-shirt and you'll look official. Now that you're living in Tennessee, you should represent.
0: Well, I've lived here since 2008. So, I've, I've Oh, been you'll Tennessee never you'll
1: never a be from Tennessee. I've been here for 18 years and God.
0: <laughs> I really really appreciate this. Honestly, this is super nice. That's a cool Thank
1: patch you. that we can't afford anymore as a guild. So, um <laughs> we got the cheap guy as president now, so It's we'll amazing. Never get, we never get anything nice.
0: You, you get those you get those guys from the tourist areas and yeah they start yeah. skimping.
1: Yeah, we got plastic patches now. <laughs> They're like you could you could No have patches actually, yeah.
0: We'll we'll give you a sticker yeah, instead. Right. I do have to say though that bourbon is really good. I, it's Oh good. So this is seventy percent corn, five percent rye malt, and then we'll we'll put all the other malts together. But for five percent of that rye malt, I, I get a tingle on my tongue. Normally, you would have more rye, so in a quote-unquote normal bourbon, you would have higher than 5% rye, and you wouldn't even have a rye malt. So yeah. it's it's crazy to me that you still get that nice little spice from this, from the rye, but it's not overly spicy. It's not. You all have had it. I mean, shout out. Did, did you like the bourbon? You all have been sipping on it. Everybody like it? Show of hands. Who liked it?
1: Oh, everybody liked it. Wow, look at that. No, there Who's were some gonna, people that so he's didn't. He's not going to raise their hand in front of me.
0: I, I w- if I didn't like it, if anybody who listens to our show, if we don't like it, we very nicely say... Try again. It wasn't... See, no. you, in, see
1: you in five years.
0: No. <laughs> no, we're nice Throw your it. barn out. <laughs> we we do it in a way that says, hey, it might not be our favorite, but everybody's palate is different. Mm. And here are the notes that I get, yeah. so somebody that's listening uh, somebody that's l- listening may say you know what John you're full of shit I really like this and my palate's different than yeah. yours so it, it's we never want to, to be mean right. knowing that palates are different
1: well let me tell you I've been selling moonshine for seven plus years now and just recently I started selling this bourbon because it just now started coming off And it is a completely different job. So, you know, mostly I get people yelling at me, making ugly faces at me, refusing free tastings, cringing at me. And now that I'm uh, selling a, a reasonable, decent bourbon, a good bourbon, people like me. (laughs)
0: I I I don't know why people some friends like you.
1: (laughs) No, but uh, uh, no, people are excited to taste my products. And in a way that moonshine was one in 10 people appreciate a clear shine. And, you know, maybe there's more for the flavored stuff, but bourbon just has a, a really good following of people that know what they're tasting and know what they're talking about. And moonshine is constant education for people. Cause even people that sell moonshine don't understand moonshine a lot of the time.
0: Well, going back to the moonshine, the nose is oh, very, yeah. very different between the the Tennessee moonshine and the column still right. Tennessee Can, moonshine. Right. You have the the regular shiner select. Now that's the one That's that, the
1: one that's made on the pot still.
0: Yep. And then it's almost like a little bit of a, a more corny uh-huh. nose. Mm-hmm. And that second one has much more citrus in it. it it's, it's sweeter. It's very smooth. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can tell which one was actually kind of. Y'all know the difference between a column still and a pot still, right? So, column still is just like that post right there, and it goes way up. You know, you could have short column stills. You could have. Big, it could just be a six foot column still, or it could be a 60 foot column still. The pot still is going to be big, you're not going to have the yield. You're going to make more whiskey or more product with a column still than you would a pot still. So there's advantages and disadvantages to both, right?
1: The pot still, I sort of, I mean, just in the simplest terms, it's the difference between uh, cooking a steak at home on a grill or taking the same steak and cooking it outside over an open fire. The pot still is crude, it uh, allows a lot of impurities to go through, but if you grew up drinking illegal moonshine, that is what you are looking for. So uh, a lot of people who have refined palates will drink what I consider the better product from the column still, and if they didn't grow up drinking moonshine, they'll taste uh, Shiner Select, they won't appreciate the flavors, and they'll consider it an inferior product and someone from the woods who grew up drinking moonshine will be intrigued by the column still moonshine because they've never tasted anything like it, but they prefer the old-timey version of uh, the Shiner Select. And uh, like I said, it is not fun selling moonshine on the market as a distiller, so I I really don't want to do it, and most of my products I just sell out of the distillery. So If I'm talking about something that you can't find, you're just going to have to come to Short Mountain Distillery and buy it. And if you're a liquor store owner, call up the distillery, figure out who our distributor is, and uh, you'll get our products that way. Like I said, I I don't like selling moonshine. I'm happy to make it and sell it, but I'm not going to market it anymore. And I have to move my mouth ten times as much to sell a product that's one third the price. So it's, it's no fun.
0: Well, I, I think your bourbon's pretty damn good and Thank you're you. going to do a, an organic
1: Tennessee whiskey. Any yes.
0: plans for a rye?
1: Yes, you know? I have a, all right. These guys will tell you, I make the best rye in Tennessee. We do a cherry smoked chocolate rye. I didn't bring it cause it's from a small barrel and I'm trying to like, forget that. <laughs> so, um, I still have some, but I've got something better, you know, six months off so uh, so we'll we'll have another interview when I come out with that. But it's a cherry smoked chocolate rice, dark rice, like a coffee. It's so dark. And uh, it smells when it's fermenting like a like a giant brownie baking. And there's no chocolate in it, but it's just it's just got such a chocolate mocha flavor to it. I can't wait. So yeah. th- and, this and it's is not spicy. Be... How old is it? It's gonna be four four plus years. Oh man! Yeah, that's and uh, and then we did a. Uh, it's not the most popular thing all the time, but we are organically certified for our uh, Tennessee whiskey. So we have the only, that I know of, certified organic, kosher Tennessee whiskey in Tennessee. <laughs> 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 so hey, it's Father's Day. He can. Hey, that.
0: that's my daughter. Oh yeah! Hell, bring her, bring her up. Hey, Sophia. Sophia. Yay! Sophia made her first appearance on the podcast. Do you want to say hi to everyone?
1: I want you. I want you too. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, she is. Are you about to go swimming? I want you. Do you want Dad to go swimming with you? We can <laughs> take over the show today. They're <laughs> all gonna. Go, he can do go. Do you play. have
0: a Paw Patrol swimsuit? Yeah.
1: It's Father's Day. Yeah, it's that's Father's what Day all of is awesome. this is for. Tell everyone where you are. Okay. Short Mountain is actually geographically the the last outcrop of the Appalachians. So we've got great mountain limestone-filtered cave spring water, uh, just like, you know, they do in Kentucky. So all of our water comes from a cave spring on the property. And we are between Murfreesboro, McMinnville, and Cookville. And if you have no, like, idea about what's there that's pretty much like what's there so it's just it's just farmland a little bump called short mountain and uh we we've made it beautiful there so when you come and visit you could spend all day so we have a restaurant we do tours we do cocktail classes we'll let you sit on our porch all day you can uh smoke hemp i don't care and uh uh, And we have lots of fun events all the time. Uh, Tomorrow, we're doing a Father's Day brunch. On June 29th, we're going to have a huge fireworks show. So if you want to be somewhere that's kind of private and see a professional fireworks show and eat great barbecue, come to Short Mountain Distillery June 29th. You can get tickets on our website.
0: Sounds awesome. And where Your website is Short Mountain. ShortMountainDistillery.com. Are you on Instagram? Are you on the Grams? We're, we're or on the Short Mount
1: on Instagram. Please don't Twitter me. I don't like it. We're on Facebook, Short Mountain Distillery. And if you want to take over uh, our Twitter, uh, give me an email.
0: No, it's okay. I mean, it's just I don't thing understand
1: a, Twitter and a, being a distillery and doing Twitter. A lot
0: of whiskey people don't use Twitter as much as yeah. you think. It's more Instagram, where yep. I would call the, the whiskey porn where people just like to look at pictures of whiskey. Yeah. And then you have Facebook where people like to talk about it. Yeah.
1: I keep posting pictures of our distillery cats. And the coyotes <laughs> keep eating them. but um, Which which you know, makes you sad. It makes you drink more whiskey. It gives us lots of kittens. So we get <laughs> lots of kittens. So they're pretty kittens.
0: Well, anyways, find dad Drinking Bourbon on Facebook at Dad's shrinking Bourbon. Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Instagram at Dad's shrinking Bourbon. Go ahead and answer a couple of questions. Join our Facebook group. We would love to have you. Please find us on your favorite podcast app. If you have Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever it is, we're on it. YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Please leave us an open and honest review. I hope it's five stars, just like we would leave an open and honest review about the whiskey that we are drinking. Billy, thank you so much for spending some time with us.
1: My pleasure. It's thank you. It's been awesome. Thank
0: you. And uh, we're, we're going to go check out Short
1: Mountain. Yeah, so. please do. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.